All right, welcome to episode two. We made it. Episode two, baby, we made it. Thank you to everybody uh, that listened to the first episode. It was a lot of fun, and I'm happy to be here doing episode number two. Um, This episode is going to be a lot of this or that, but we're going to start out with something that has been kind of making a bit of a craze, I would say, across Reddit. Mm -hmm. Um, There has been a new trend of the waterborne surf adapter. And this is originally a piece that was used on regular longboards uh, to give riders that feeling of surfing. And it comes from a pretty cool company. They're waterborne skateboards. They make basically just that, the waterborne surf adapter. And it's pretty cool. Um, I personally haven't ridden one. I haven't tried it, but it looks fun. Yeah, I... uh... I ride double kingpin, and this just seems like double kingpin on steroids, which maybe it's a different sensation or it accomplishes something different. But um, I think that there there's some application in e-skate. I also know that when you're riding at high speeds, stability and and uh, it st- I would just say stability as a whole is a, is a pretty big priority for me personally. Uh, I tend to ride my trucks a little tighter than the average person, and um, you won't catch me dancing on my skateboard. Well, and and to that point, I mean, they kind of they kind of emphasize that you can carry more speed. So as you go around turns and things like that, okay, um, you have optimal deck articulation across the front and the rear tracks. So basically, all four wheels are gripping tighter. So. Does that mean you can go faster straightaways? Probably not. But how often are you actually riding straightaways consistently? I mean, most of the time you're carving, you're swerving. Oh, man, I guess I guess we have to divide the the e skate crowd in two groups here for for a proper analysis. You've got, hey, I just bought a Wow Go, just bought a Boosted. I got to get from point A to point B. Then you've got group B of, hey, I do this maybe as a commute, but also for fun and in groups and all that. And I like to do the hardcore commutes and shredding. Um, and I would say that this uh, this surf adapter leans pretty heavily into group B, especially if you came from skating beforehand. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I want to give, I'd like to, to try it on an electric skateboard before I give it my thumbs up or thumbs down. But I'm not a huge double kingpin truck guy myself, even though I do ride them sometimes. And I just, while it's nice to be able to make sharp turns, I I really like that. I I like to go somewhat fast. And, you know, when I'm doing straightaways, man, I don't want any extra factors. speed. Yeah. The fewer variables that can give me wobbles, the better, in my opinion. It's true. No, absolutely. I mean, it's it's definitely a cool piece. Um, They put a lot of time and effort into it. Mm -hmm. And... For the price of eighty nine ninety nine, you can get the full like max package, which has the front adapter as well as the uh, rear adapter. So, is ninety bucks worth it to you in your mind to try something? What's the return policy? I have no idea what the return policy is. That that would be important to me. But you you could also use it for your regular deck if it doesn't turn out because they do say that it helps you pump faster and with less effort. So worst case scenario, you can always slap it on the uh, the actual long the board. manual board. Uh, yeah, I'm not taking it downhill anytime soon. I suppose. 
Uh, and it's easy to install. It's the same four, four little uh, bolts and nuts that you would use for any other board. They send you a set to install it and everything. I mean, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. This episode was not sponsored by Waterborne, by the way. Just, yeah, it's not just sponsored. I just think it's a cool product, um, and it and it looks it. unique, and it adds that cool little uh, hook on the front of your board, so people know people know you you mean serious <laughs> business. And they have some cool videos. I, I was I was all over their website. I mean, they have some cool videos of guys shredding through some uh, like waterways or water uh, out in California. Those those big uh, channels for the water, and the dudes just carving on the walls of that thing and it's amazing i'm afraid to play this video because i don't want it to mess up your audio but it shouldn't all right i mean it's cool it's 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 a fun it looks like it's a lot of fun i mean they just they just shred and it's cool because you can use it on short decks you can use it on long decks there really isn't any like stipulations on what you can and can't use it on are you gonna put this on your boosted board no okay and why not i am a boosted version two purist Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll I'm all about the Kegels. I'm all about the, the stock trucks, the stock bearings, everything. Okay, okay. My boosted board is has been the same since day one. Vanilla. Vanilla. It's a vanilla, but it's it's a good vanilla. Oh, he's carving pretty harsh. They carve hard, man. Wow. But it's okay. cool. I'm watching the GoPro angle under the skateboard and just watching that truck shift. Wow, that's incredible. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's sweet. And if I had a shorter board, like something like a, uh, like a mini like a mini S or something, or or maybe like a, a Meepo Campus. Ooh, I would put one of those on there, man. That be that would be sweet. You know what I would love to test this on? Take a Meepo Campus Two deck, but give it a, a Meepo Mini Two. That crazy fast. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, with the uh, the, the huge ER, battery. Yeah, on the it. You ER could just battery. car for days. Right. Take this thing out to California, man. Oh, you could just go up and down the boardwalks. Meepo, if you're listening to this, this is what we want to see. This is what we want to see. This is what Especially we want to do. Campus Three. Would I mean, be it's cool with this. I'm all about Meepo reaching out to Waterborne. Do a collaboration. I, I love would love it. more collaborations. I, love it. I, will I mean, ex- these guys are unique. They're they're making a cool product that nobody else is making, and yep. <laughs> it it basically turns that that surfing dream, the the, the sidewalk surfers, if you will, mm-hmm. you, that that could that dream could become a reality. I like I like where your head's at, Meepo. Please make your checkout to Terminal X. <laughs> Uh, waterborne i'll just i'll just take a truck we'll just we'll free. just uh we'd love we'd love to sample them but uh <laughs> overall i mean i think it's a cool product i wouldn't mind putting it on one of my uh, manual boards for sure all right all right I, but yeah I it's something, something it to some keep point. an eye out for i think we'll see a lot more of them i think uh as as people kind of get in touch with it and kind of see how it works i mean they they're out there they're have, in the wild have we seen them on electric skateboards yet i've, only I've seen, seen them, them on electric skateboards yeah okay they are definitely on electric skateboards you don't get the benefit of the pushing thing. Maybe you do when you have to actually push your board when it runs out of battery. But as an electric uh, rider, hopefully that doesn't happen too often. Yeah. Because that, that can be devastating for sure. That might be a bad time. All right. Um, cool. So kind of going into the this or that section of our podcast, I have a, a new segment uh, that's going to be some quick fire questions oh boy. for uh, Terminal X here. Um, these questions are... <laughs> Sorry, we have we have a new guest on the show. New guest speaker on the show. Uh, it's my cat, uh, but yeah. So we're gonna go into some quick fire questions. These are things that you've heard nothing about. Oh boy, <laughs> well, I mean nervous. some of them. Some of them you've heard about. Okay, but you don't know the questions questions in advance for our listeners. That, you you have no idea what I'm. That going is to true. Ask I have not seen the list of questions. I knew this would happen, but I didn't know what the 
the specific questions would be. So I am going into this a little blind. Some of them may be considered controversial. Oh no, <laughs> my my perfect reputation. But it's okay. It's okay because these are these are spur of the moment questions, and I got I I got about ten of them, uh, maybe give or take one, depending oh, on how boy. you answer. Do um, I have? Am I? What What's my limits on words for answering? Like one word. You can answer phrase. in as many words as you want, but rem- this is quick fire. So we so want to get through these questions as quick as possible. Like a couple seconds. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, let's let's maximize it out to like 15 seconds per question. Okay. okay. So that way we don't we don't dawn on it too much, and that way you have to hold yourself to your answers. Ooh. All right. All right. So that's 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 the important thing. We want we want to hold you accountable for your answers <laughs> oh, to these man. somewhat controversial questions. Oh my goodness! You're but risking, it's going to be great. You're risking my career. All right. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Let's question number one, AT or street board? AT. AT all day. Okay. All day. Easy That's enough. That's fair. Michigan right. streets. Enough said. Next question, short or long deck? Long deck. Stability. I want to go fast. Enough said. That's fair. <laughs> Tinted or clear visor on the TSG? Tinted. I wouldn't have a career if I had a clear but visor. But you ride so much at night. I know. And you, it, you never have your visor down. I Not at night. No. Only for pictures. Only for pictures. Nope. Nope. Unbelievable. It, it, it's the, I'm going for the look, the clout. Full disclosure. The full clout. All right. Next question. Ten small batteries that you can hot swap and take with you, and they have a one-hour charge time, or one large battery that you can take out, and it lasts for ten hours, but then it has a ten-hour charging time. Uh, the second one, because if I'm riding for more than ten hours, something's wrong with the world. Like, it's probably an apocalypse or something, <laughs> and gas is no longer available. Gas is no longer an option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ten-hour battery sounds like a dream. I'll never ride I that I mean, those hot swap batteries, you can charge them as you go. Pick them up. Unlimited power, <laughs> Just think about that. Your answer's okay. already been made final. Okay. Hub or belt motors? Ooh, I'm going to drop my 15 seconds for this one. I'm leaning towards belt for the torque. Belt for the torque. Belt for oh, the torque. Fair. All right. Wow. Um, there's, there's good follow-up re- question. Okay. Belt or direct drive? Belt uh, direct drive has a uh, has some problems with being so low to the ground that clearance. It's it's. I mean, we're talking, you know, quarter of an inch, millimeters off the ground. Um, it really can it can pose a problem for damaging your motors, especially in our streets. That's fair. All right. That said, they're cool. Full EUC or one wheel. <sighs> All right, I'm gonna drop Hitting my 15 seconds. Questions. Okay. I don't ride either of these, and this is a whole separate podcast topic someday. I'm going to go with EUC purely for the practicality of it. However, I have my beef with EUCs. Nothing serious. I just, yeah. Anyways, I can get faster and farther on an EUC, so on that alone, EUC. That's fair. All right. Electric scooters or mini electric bikes? Mini electric bikes. Mini electric bikes are so cool. They are cool, man. I'm oh. all about it. They have a low price. I look you less look like... you look like a clown riding them, but man, they're cool. I look, I it's kind of like a self-aware meme, kind of like a self-aware yeah, joke. I know I'm yep. a clown on a scooter. I just look like a clown. Yeah, scooters. <laughs> I, I mean, I get it. It's it's practical. It works for some people, but man, that mini electric bike, how cool. Especially if they go fast. That makes it. up for it. Absolutely. It's like, a gr- it's right. like an electric ground. Uh, podcasting or vlogging? Ooh, okay, I see what you got here. Vlogging because I've done it for longer and it's an audiovisual. That said, podcast is actually starting to catch up a little bit. I'm really enjoying it. It's pretty this. fun. It is it's, pretty fun. It's nice to have a, natural, a somewhat natural conversation. Yeah. I mean, obviously we have our segments and things like that, but 
mm-hmm. it's uh it's it's pretty fun to uh kind of stop uh our conversations throughout the day be like no 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 save it for the podcast yeah so yeah. that's been entertaining i i am enjoying this a lot all right and last question jedboard or inertion <laughs> we were just talking about this oh man i'm gonna oh man inertion has screwed over so many people they oh, don't have a great reputation. No, and they've screwed over people I care about. I mean, I personally don't even know if they still exist. They I think don't. they still have a website. They still have stuff listed, but they don't exist. But they, business-wise, they're shut down. Business-wise, they're they're not doing anything. Their uh, eSkate Builder forum that they set up, their the accounts that ran it uh, no longer exist. They deleted the actual accounts. Um, wow, uh, controversial. I'm, I'm gonna do it for Ted. I'm going to say Jedboards because they didn't ever release a defective product. They just never released anything. Inertion took so many people's money and gave them a defective product where some people with Jedboards were able to get like some kind of charge back because they never got a product. Well, yeah, and I don't know if that was necessarily through Jedboard. I think it was more of like credit card companies fighting Jedboard. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm Give not, us our money back. Yeah, I'm not saying Jedboard by any but means maybe, was giving I mean, their companies who knows? Maybe back. They, maybe they will come out with a product. There's still time since they technically I'm saying Jedboard is better because people got their money back, not because Jedboard gave it back. That's they fair. Just, they just managed to get it out. I just... Oh, I'm still hopeful. For all those people that were on Kickstarter and things like that for Jedboard, I, I, I'm still hopeful that they get something out of it. And it's objectively a nice product. I think Inertion, with the exception of the Unity the raptor was in different phases of its life uh a mess it just things were always falling apart from the remote to the wheels so well in the heat sink issues i mean there there's countless issues that i've come across with the inertia that we've seen and i man i remember was it 2017 i saw when the raptor 2 they posted a video of it hitting 29 30 miles per hour and that was before that was common and I was like, this is the future of electric. E-skate yeah, we're right going to fly. Right? We're gonna I was just like, this is, I'm going to keep my eye on this nice company. Uh, just incredible, incredible uh, results. And, you know, such an explosive ending. But anyways. Something else. We'll talk about Eastgate as a business someday. But. Someday. But, yeah, those are our quick fire questions for this week's new I segment. better than I thought. I'm uh, sure it'll return because these are fun. These are it's fun. It's fun to see how you uh, react to them. Ooh. Um, now we're going to move on to uh, something that we're going to spend a little bit more time on. We're going to talk about the different rider styles mm-hmm. and all the pros, cons, yeah, and reasons behind it. So again, a little bit longer, more drawn out version of this or that. Um, so first off, we're going to start off with full face versus skate helmets. Yeah. So obviously the the popular full face helmet is the TSGs. Yep. I just and wrote a review the on it. Popular skate helmet is the thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, those those are by far the most common helmets you're gonna see. Yeah, I think Thousand Helmets was at NYEF, if I remember correctly. I think they, they were selling helmets were. There. and they did a really cool thing um, over the holidays this past year. Mm-hmm. It was like a uh, the Thousand Make a Wish kind of thing, where if you ordered a Thousand Helmet, you could make a wish, and then they would either do it, which I believe everyone that I I saw on Reddit, they all got their wishes granted. Was it just like, hey, can you draw like, something hey, on my box? Hey, can you throw in some like shred lights? And they'd be like, sure. And they like Whoa. buy shred lights for people. Really? What was yeah. was this just a marketing thing, or was I, there some? I'm assuming it was a marketing wow. thing. It was pretty cool. I, I, I know for skateboard. sure one guy asked for shred lights, and they like wrote him a little card and were like, "Yeah, man, like here's your shred lights. Wow. Merry Christmas or whatever." 
So next year I'm going to be like, hey, Thousand, can I just have a, a, a LaCroix tossed in my box? Just, yeah, just throw in a LaCroix for yeah, me, please. Yeah, I'll even... I'm sure they would gladly do that. Right. Yeah, so back to your original verses. Yeah, it's it's two different riding styles and two different end goals. Obviously, the full-face helmet, if it's you know properly certified, is designed to protect your facial features and your teeth. Um, because when you're riding that electric skateboard, there's many opportunities for you to go face first, not just falling backwards yeah, or absolutely. falling on the back yeah, of your head. Yeah, you don't head. want to smack that chin going 25 miles an hour. It doesn't look pretty. I've actually seen pictures of people who have done it that weren't wearing a full face helmet, and it's gross. It's yeah, like bite through their lip or tongue mm-hmm. or whatever. Yep. Yeah, pack- it's not good. Yeah. So that said, I own both. You'll never see me. You'll probably never see me wear my regular skate helmet on a vlog unless something broke. And it's like when Spider-Man lost his costume and he has to wear like the bag over his head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll look something like that. Right, yeah. It'll look, I'll wear like a ski mask or something under yeah, it. Yeah, like a knockoff Spider-Man. <laughs> but I, I keep the skate helmet for those really short rides from point A to point B. Usually The grocery usually, getter. Yep. Yeah, usually a mile or less or if I'm a sidewalk hopping on a shortboard. Because for a long time, I, I always used to excuse and be like, I don't need my TSG helmet for with this. It's overkill. I look ridiculous. I right. look like a goofball. So I would just not wear a helmet. Now I have this skate helmet, so there's no excuse. It's easy to put on. It's less ridiculous. It's more inconspicuous. It still protects like the important parts of my head. Even. It's cooler for sure. Yeah, I'm not going that fast, hopefully. And I think for the for the majority of commuters, I'm sure it's just fine. However... If there's something I know about this industry and this hobby and way of commuting, it you tend to build confidence, even if it's a little bit of false confidence, over time, and you tend to go faster and take more risks. And it's just as yeah, you get more used to absolutely. it. Absolutely. And I'm telling you, there's things you can't you can't control. I did the same loop six times tonight on our group ride tonight, the exact same loop, and I didn't see a pothole until the sixth time. But it was there. It was there. Time. It was yeah, there every you could time. Have made it exactly. One time out of exactly. the Exactly. And, and, and I'm yeah. telling you, I was I was riding uh, the raw day with 165 millimeter wheels, and I still would have I still would have flown like yeah, an eagle. Yeah, it's deep enough. It doesn't matter what's. I mean, if the pothole's deep enough and you bite it. Yep. And it, we, I was riding in at dark, and I I didn't see it. Um, thankfully I saw it ahead of time. But I'm just saying, like, that's something that I would have had no control over. Yeah. Cars. Another thing you you'll, you might not have control over. You can be the most talented rider out there, but if somebody plows you over in a Yukon yeah, Denali, you can do about a car hitting you. You're looking up dentures the next That's morning. That's true. Yeah. So, maybe uh, maybe all the skate guys should uh, skate helmet guys should start wearing mouth guards. It, man. Be, get some stylish mouth guards. You could have one that says like "boosted" across the teeth. How can you? Have but you can't like yell grill. at drivers if you're wearing that sucker. You're just gonna sound like hey, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, oh, man. I'm a big proponent of full face because I want people riding for a long time. And I feel like there's enough variants of full face helmets out there now that aren't as ridiculous or as controversial or as expensive as the TSG pass. Absolutely. Yeah. Demon podium, uh, comes to mind. Just a lot of BMX bike, dirt bike, uh, helmets, downhill mountain biking, really light full face helmets, nothing ridiculous. That's why I say have both, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, and there, there's kind of a style thing to it, too. I would say most one-wheel riders that I see, they are rocking, like, a skate helmet or a 1,000. Which is Very fine. rarely do I see someone running a one-wheel with a full face. It, it definitely happens. It does happen. But it's more rare. 
they are going slower. They are, they are going slower. However, the thing that tends to happen with one wheels is the nose die. Get the front bite. And that's an opportune <clears throat> moment for your chin to meet like the top of your gums. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I, that just... Well, and they, they do make that little, uh, those adapters, the fangs or whatever they're mm-hmm. called. Yeah, I'd like you uh, roll. I would if like you do to bite it, but I don't know. I mean, either way, you're still falling forward. Like I, all your body weight's going forward. I would like to, in a future episode, get some one wheelers on here. And I, I've, I've been curious about those little rollers for years now. We can do that. I would love we to. We know get some, some one wheelers in the area. We also know some of our one wheelers out in Chicago. Yeah, they've got a strong one wheel community down in Chicago. Shout Very strong. Them. I would love to talk to some of them about it. I mean, they've they definitely have some people out there that have eaten it. Oh yeah. And then we even were even talking about it earlier. EUCs, man. That EUCs, that you go they, really fast on an EUC, and you, you're and they're popular right now. They're they're definitely like growing as a yeah. community. That's a future podcast topic. But but those things fly, man. And they do. on a busy street, car pulls out in front of you. Hopefully, you can stop on the EUC by leaning back far enough. But I don't know how far back you can lean before that thing like radars and emergencies and makes you fall. Oh man. I but regardless, it. I mean, that's a full, full face, face is definitely going to be the most protection. Yeah. I just, and not every time you crash, you're going to land on your face, hopefully, but a lot, it, it, there's so much potential there that if I'm riding in the streets at moderate to high speeds and I've got other vehicles that I can't control in my, you know, near radius, I'm rocking the TSG. Yeah, I, I carry the, I carry the uh, the skullcap helmet to our group rides in case somebody shows up without a helmet. But it's a boom. nice backup. Yeah, 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 it gets the job done. You know, I'm yeah, I'm not. They might still have a concussion, but I'm trying to say. I mean, life. anybody can get a concussion, but yeah, yeah, it's it's limiting the uh, the damage for sure. Yeah, so I would say I would say full face, full face. with some perfectly fine situations where a normal skate helmet gets the job done i agree you yeah know, do your thing i like the tsg it's just a good helmet it is a great it's helmet a, it's a great helmet it's it's unfortunate that it's so difficult to get at times but it is a good helmet i have actually and this is going to sound terrible have thought about buying a couple more just to have backups because everybody only recognizes me in the tsg it's like what would happen if it broke i would need a backup yeah one. and then you'd have to wait you exactly couldn't, you couldn't post for months I'd be wearing that like Spider-Man bag over my face yeah. type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you need a backup TSG, at least one. Disguise. <laughs> yeah, I I have actually considered buying one. I might tax return seasons around the corner. I might grab one. Hopefully, they got some in stock. Hopefully, it's, it comes in black. <laughs> I'm gonna have to start my YouTube channel yeah. over. All right, uh, next one: stock wheels versus quote unquote upgrade wheels. So Ooh. we got our foamies, our kaguamas, our boas, our abec 11s. We got a ton of up, upgrade oh air quote on air quote. I mean, there's there's a lot of upgrade wheels, but it do you think that stock wheels? Well, and I'm gonna I'm gonna just branch it out to all boards. I mean, mm-hmm. do you think stock wheels are good enough for most boards or do you think that it's worth upgrading i would say for 75 percent i would say for 90 percent of just plain jane commuters point a to point b don't care about the thing it's fine a couple scenarios hey these are really bad roads old brick roads foamies might be worth looking at foamies are big there's a lot of people using the foamies lately yeah those slick revolutions yeah I've always wanted to see a slick revolution board, but well, and they just released their new board. 
interesting. It's out. I mean, it's it's cool looking. It's it's an, it's a good looking board. Is it the boosted of the UK? We'll we'll cover that in another episode. <laughs> yeah, we'll cover that in another episode. I, I definitely want to go into more depth on the Slick Revolution at some mm-hmm. point. But yeah, it's it's a cool looking board. Um, but yeah, they got those big old foamy wheels. So I would say ninety percent of plain Jane commuters, you're fine with what you got, as long as you're doing a little research and you're getting what meets your needs. For the rest of us, oh man. I, a lot of people the diehards the, the hobbyists. diehards the hobbyists right group rides doing it for fun doing it for the the adrenaline you know i'd say i'd say it's 50 50 50 people don't need to swap them out and won't the 50 percent that do need to swap that that do swap them out don't need i'd say 25 percent don't need to so a quarter of them are so, it, so you're saying a quarter of the people that swap their wheels are don't just, actually need them. Yeah, they're, they're just doing, doing it for style. They're doing it for style, minimal you, difference. You definitely see a huge number of people going, oh, my boosted board wheels are so crap. I better get some Kaguamas. <laughs> and I know where you stand on this, so I'm trying to trying to play it as, as unbiased as possible. Well, that's fair. Because I haven't swapped out any wheels yet. I think I replaced... You know what? I don't even think I've replaced any wheels on the Meepo. You've other than used, like the hubs You've themselves. always used the stock Meepo yeah. hubs. Yeah, I don't use... I never you haven't added any, any sleeves or put Paris trucks on the front with uh, some new orangutans or anything like <laughs> no. that. No. No. Everything on... Ev- all my boards have wheels that can be purchased from the board manufacturer themselves. That said, I broached in the last podcast of swapping out my boosted board wheels because I do like the idea of an extra couple miles per hour. And our roads are not great, man. I we got a lot of brick. We got a lot of brick in Grand Rapids and Michigan streets in general. Those, the those, salt trucks tend to tear up the roads pretty bad. They do, and that, yeah, is in general our, our roads deteriorate every few years. If I'm if I'm being honest, so I would say that there is a, a an appropriate demographic of diehardists who ride their boards enough and are in tune with what they're doing, and they're going all over the place, not just right. to commute, that are like, yeah. I need to swap out the wheels and that's fine. You know, especially guys with Evolve cause they can choose tons of different wheels with those boards. They, they absolutely can. And they probably have the, well, I would say in between Evolve and Boosted, they probably mm-hmm. have the largest assortment of wheels that they mm-hmm. can get. Uh, cause yep. all they have to do is get new pulleys that match those wheels. Yep. And I think the diehards tend to be more in tune and knowledgeable about the boards and the different types of wheels. So I think that they are more usually more apt to understanding the differences and being able to appreciate them and not waste their money on buying the exact same wheel but in a different color and being like, oh, yeah, I can definitely tell the, definitely tell the difference. It grips way more. Um, but, yeah, no, I think some 100 millimeters or 110 millimeters, uh, some torque board 74As, those are, on my, those are on my horizon. Soft and big. So, those, yep. are, those are the market for the hobbyists. Yep, I want some something grippy, man. I, I'm just I'm looking forward to uh, I'm looking forward to experiencing my first wheel swap and seeing if it's worth it to me as, yeah. as a skeptical. As a I would say I'm a skeptic going into buying replacement third party wheels for my boosted. Cool. Um, so kind of going off wheels, unless you have more that you want to go on about wheels. No, no, I think I've said my piece on wheels. I generally prefer larger ones. Yeah, so you want those upgraded wheels? I think for the boosted board, it makes sense. It's yeah. fair. I I personally disagree with you. I think the stock wheels are premium choice. 
But I also have the V2, so I have orangutan kegels on there. I will ride my stock boosted stealth as is. Vanilla, straight out the box, pure, whatever. But at some point, I'm going to hit some railroad tracks. And while I'm in the middle, You're of, the, regret it. While I'm in the, middle of the air, <laughs> learning to fly and preparing my body for more impact. I wish I had those 105s. I'm going to add, add those tarkboard wheels to my oh, cart. Man. Well, so. hey, I mean, I guess maybe it takes a traumatic experience for that to happen. It, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is. All my scars. That's fair. All right. Um, now, this is kind of a, a question that's kind of unique to you because you kind of converted uh, at one point. But how do you mm-hmm. feel about being fully padded versus just like shorts and T-shirt? Because oh, you started man. out just kind of yeah. full face helmet, shorts, T-shirt. And then very recently, I would say within the last like year, maybe six months even, you switched over to like being fully padded. Yeah. So a little bit of situational, less situational than the helmet, however, or the, the full face versus the um, regular skate helmet. I tend to wear knee pads 90% of the time and elbow pads 50% of the time, especially if I'm wearing a t-shirt. And... <clears throat> What changed was I was damaging my knees and elbows so much and not just skin damage because that, I mean, that's just annoying usually, but I get, I get really sore knees, um, in the morning and you're an old man now. I am an old man now. (laughs) And now if I sit with my leg, my right knee at a 90 degree angle, like I'm sitting down, right? So you yeah, just, yeah, for just, a long period of time or something. It more, I think it's, I think I clocked it at more than an hour. It starts to hurt. So yeah. airplane rides, if I can't stretch, I'm miserable. Like movie theaters be, become a problem. Yeah. You know, sitting in like a a, a lecture hall in a, in a classroom, that same thing. So I'm trying to, you know, make my 30s not be my 60s when That's it comes fair. to my body parts. Yeah, no, you don't. You don't want to abuse the one body you get. And not saying that it's an excuse for me to be a more reckless rider or dangerous rider, but it definitely gives me more confidence that I'm protected. Oh, yeah. So I definitely do enjoy myself a little bit. However, there are rare occasions where you would see me riding without any pads, but I'll always wear my helmet. And I'll almost always wear – I think I wear gloves pretty much all the time. I mean, too. it definitely it definitely adds a sense of confidence. I know mm-hmm. uh, when I downhilled, like when you put on your like full leathers for downhill, you're like – let's go 80 miles an hour let's right. do it i'm invincible let's just let's just let's go to california and bomb some mountains there you go and you think it's okay but then it's like oh what if a car hits you? <laughs> <laughs> so i mean there's definitely yeah it gives you kind of a sense of false confidence but it does add that second layer of protection yeah. when something does happen man, hopefully nothing happens yeah. but when it does happen you want to be fully padded i've had some i've had some foolish some foolish accidents where I would have been perfectly fine if I was wearing pads, but because yeah. I didn't wear pads, I still have those marks to this day. And I think I'm, we're, we're going on a year and a half. And if I take a shower, go in the pool, you can still see bright red marks on my knees where I slid like a yeah. baseball player oh, yeah. down a brick street. Yeah. Those with scars no pads. are going to be there forever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I mean, I've, I've got those all over, but especially on my knees and elbows and it just, the minimal lack of comfort, I get is not worth the extreme lack of comfort. Yeah. You know, I mean, icing yeah, those they, they definitely uh, get a little sweaty during the summer mm-hmm. and they can be a little restricting. Like when you, uh, when you move around or sit, when you get off your board for a brief second, you can feel yeah. the, the, 
the tightness. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's because you've been riding for a while, so you got a little bit of like swollen limbs or whatever. Yep. But uh, they're they're definitely there's definitely benefits, pros and cons. I personally, I I don't I don't wear them when I'm riding comfortable rides that I've done before. Okay. But if I'm gonna be doing something that we haven't done before, like a long ride, maybe, or mm-hmm. uh, a a new ride downtown that we we're going to a different neighborhood, I don't know the roads as well. I probably would rock the the knee pads. I, like when I was in Chicago, you definitely rock pads. In when Chicago. I was in Chicago, I rocked full pads. Smart man. I did not want to get hurt in Chicago. Yeah, especially if you don't know where all the potholes are. Grand Rapids is small enough to where we can kind of we know where some important landmarks of well, those Chicago are. riders, man, they they go in and out of cars. They're they're splitting lanes. They're, yeah. they're doing some crazy stuff. And I was like, I I don't want to get clipped by a bus and then <laughs> not have something protecting me between me, the bus, and the pavement. Yeah, it's, something's better than nothing usually in most cases. So yeah, I. I'm generally pro pads. I'm very pro pads for new riders. Helps build that confidence and keeps you on the board so that minor injuries aren't putting you on the couch for a week. And yeah, you know, there's 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 instances where I won't wear pads. I'll always wear my helmet. And generally, especially if I'm wearing pants, I can wear knee pads and I actually don't get uncomfortable knee pads. The elbow pads can get uncomfortable, the ones I have anyway. So if anybody has great recommendations for cozy, protective knee pads, please slide them into my DMs because my current set, they do okay. But, yeah, you're right. After they get sweaty, it's kind of kind of It's not tr- very fun. Yeah, a little, yeah. little rashy. Well, I know, like, for, for my pads, I wear, like, bike pads. They're like, uh, they're like BMX bike pads. Okay. So they have a little bit more breathability. I have a little bit more flexibility. Um, it's not like the big burnt ramp skate pads where you know you look like you got a turtle sitting on your knee (laughs) mine are a little bit more discreet so they kind of they could be worn underneath my jeans they could be worn in my jeans okay um i can wear them on top i I can pretty much wear them however i want which is nice um they're a little bit more flexible in that sense but i don't think they're as protective they don't have like a hard shell to them they are more of like a soft foam right so yeah it probably isn't as safe from like a scrape or a fall but in the sense that i like hit hard it'll give me that extra cushion and hopefully protect me and maybe it's something where i need two different sets of pads like i have two different helmets where one's like hey more in more discreet incognito slide it under the hoodie there for just light falls everyday wear exactly right you're going to the grocery store you you just don't want a, a gashed up elbow and then I need something like our our boy Ted wears, where it's just straight oh, yeah. up the full on turtles. Yeah, the full on turtles. Yeah, it looks like he's he's a transformer. Yeah, um, with a different. <laughs> I mean, it of takes armor. him about as long as a transformer to get ready. So. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he he definitely takes a hot second to get ready. Shout out to. But you. it makes sense. I mean, it makes yeah. sense. I mean, he's he. So one of our oldest riders in our group is fifty plus. Oh yeah, well and over he, fifty. Plus. He's an OG skater. He skated out in Cali with some of the like OG guys. Yeah, he's back a, in the seventies. He's 70s. got a cool story. Yeah, but uh, he definitely pads up full gear every time, yep. which is good. I mean, he's he's older. If he hits, he doesn't recover as quickly as us. But with those pads, I honestly feel like there's not, <laughs> you you would have to hit him really hard to actually yeah. impact him, other than he might be a little sore. Yeah, because I he I swear he looks like a hockey puck. He he almost looks like a goalie when he goes. Skating. <laughs> 
which good for him. I encourage that. I mean, I, it's, he's definitely the safest one in the group. Yeah. I do worry sometimes his knee pads are so ridiculous that when I see him turning on intersections, I'm worried that he's going to fall off the board because he yeah. looks so stiff. He looks like it's <laughs> unable. To, it looks like it's hard for him to bend his knees. Yeah, he kind of has to hop up and down and get blood flow going because he can't <laughs> bend his knees like the rest of us. Yeah, but no, I uh, maybe I should get his elbow pads. I think they're TSG too. They definitely are, yeah. They're the, the skate vert TSGs. They're good. I mean, they're good. like I said, they're good pads. They just, they're bulky. Yeah. Something to consider. Um, now we're going to kind of move off something that's not necessarily uh, a safety or board feature, but okay. a lot of riders ride with music, whether it's oh, an yeah. earbud, uh-huh. uh, maybe they got like a bow speaker attached to their backpack. Uh-huh. What is your opinion of riding with music and without music? <sighs> okay. Um, scenario a, I'm commuting. I'm by myself the appropriate music should be some kind of in helmet solution where it's not physically in your ear, but it's, it's a, some kind of Cena set up for your helmet or those uh, glasses that have speakers in them. Something that you can still hear that the transparency mode in the AirPods pro, right? Where you can still hear appropriately around you. Um, because man, lack of safety hearing, feature. Yeah, lack of hearing messes with your your peripheral oh, sure. yeah, too absolutely. a little bit. You're unable to to look as quickly right. because yeah, you, you don't, don't hear the sirens come in. You don't, exactly. you don't hear the guy honking his horn at you. Yeah. Something. It, it's yeah. not worth that latest Spotify playlist. I promise you that Yukon Denali will have you in the hospital listening to music for a long. time. I mean, that time. Mac Miller Circles album is pretty fire though. <laughs> it's pretty good. I haven't I haven't heard it. It's pretty good. You should you should take some time to listen to it during your commute sometime. Okay, it's good. On the note of not commuting, though, let's say I'm having fun. I would, group I would ride big group, big group ride. Okay, yeah, bring the bring the speakers. Yeah, wall of sound. Yeah, the wall of sound. Yeah. I want that that Mad Max Fury Road where it's like the flaming yeah. guitar dude, and he's got a, a giant truck just for music. Yeah, yeah. I want that because a it gives a presence to you on the street and a it's lot. True. It's it adds safety. It adds for fun and it's a statement yeah it's a statement and let's get real nerdy about it and logistical if you got to find the group because you got lost it's a lot easier if the music's (laughs) blaring the next block over they're over there yeah exactly (laughs) so and the guys that can you know pair up the speakers or they have like a dj of the night me app have you heard of that yes i have connect spotify playlists everybody can listen to the same thing everybody adds to the spotify playlist for the night you kind of a dj you know moderating yeah, it group ride dj it's kind of a cool thing i think that would be I, I would like to implement that where we're like hey you know everybody can put their songs in we have one person kind of managing it mm-hmm. you just have, you just have to make sure that whoever's holding the speaker doesn't fall nosedive on which has happened wheel, which has happened to me with my with speaker. Your nice big jbl speaker <laughs> extreme too oh thankfully it still works and sounds great but man yeah, it looks like it took cosmetic a bullet. damage it took it looks like it actually has a bullet hole in it because the individual fell twice while while holding it and i don't think i'll ever do that again um, let the individual hold the speaker or arrive with that speaker let the individual hold the speaker That's fair. <laughs> but the uh but i've ridden with it a few other times like on our long group rides yeah. our long bike path trail it's rides nice. it's i have a blast and and uh i have a, a a long strap that's like a shoulder strap but i can i can make it nice and tight so it's right on my chest yeah um, so it's not it doesn't throw off your balance it's not swinging in the wind exactly so I would say, yeah, you know, a couple of good speakers is cool. I think when everybody's listening to different music on speakers, it can get a little erratic and, and chaotic yeah. and, and hard to communicate. <laughs> yeah. 
which is where walkie talkies and, you know, group chats with audio might come in handy. Right. But yeah, I, I generally would say I'm a big proponent of music. I think uh, speaking of which, you know, Ted has some of the kill the most killer playlist for Eastgate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He has, like, he's got ja- some like Grateful Dead. He's got some jazz in there. He's, yeah, he's got, got some, some like hip hop. He's got there. all sorts of different stuff. Yeah, like a jazz. I heard him with like a jazz funk EDM one yeah. time, and I was just like, man, this he is, just gets it. Yeah, it, it's just it's perfect carving music. That's exactly. Yeah, you got to find something you can you can groove to while you ride. Exactly. Yeah, a little little. Uh, Little, little, um, little lo-fi, yeah, little, little yeah. uh, smooth hip hop kind exactly. of stuff. Yeah, you know, nice. shake the hips and shred the board up, up and down the the different lanes. Yeah, yeah. Man, the Shakira of skating. The Shakira of skating. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Um, I yeah, man. Now I'm now I'm thinking about what kind of music I want to listen to on the next group ride. Because, so you're pro music as long as it's as long as it's within safety features. Yeah, you gotta I, have awareness of your surroundings, but you're you're all about the music. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. Um, in most situations, again, the earlier scenario where you're by yourself, you definitely have to be respectful and not yeah. rude to other people. Okay. That seems like a fair assessment. Um, next thing I want to talk about is city riding versus bike path or trail riding. Okay. All right. So city riding, obviously, you get your pros. You get, you get downtown. Mm-hmm. You make a scene. People know you. True. People are yelling at you as you ride by. More charging spots. More charging spots. You got bars, restaurants, parks, yep. all sorts of different spots. Yep. Trail riding, though, unique in its own way. You get nice, serene trails. You get a couple bikers, maybe some runners. Mm-hmm. But you can carve as much as you want. There's no worry about a car. Oh, look at that. Car hit you. Bam. It's a little yeah. bit safer, I would say. Yeah. So this scenario brings up an important point is that a lot of people are using these to commute in cities. So I understand that. And for uh, European listeners, I do have to note that you guys have a lot more bike paths and bike trails built into your cities than some American cities. That's true. Not yeah. all. I mean, a lot of the big cities in America definitely have bike trails now, but a majority of countries in Europe definitely have, like, we all bike. That's what we do. Like, right. You have a car? What? Exactly. Exactly. So... You know, and I'm a little jealous of, of the, the European setup because having smooth bike trails and paths everywhere, everywhere. does sound mm. it does sound like the dream. However, I guess a lot of those countries straight up outlawed Eastgate. So, but that's so in that topic. aspect, not so great. Yeah, but that, yeah, you it, have the beautiful roads and stuff like that to ride on. Man, they are gorgeous. They look amazing. I'm very jealous of that. So I would say, I would say I tend to lean towards the bike path, bike trails. For example, when I was in New York last year, I really wanted to do like a beautiful Central Park ride where there would be no cars around because right. that was, you know, when you're flying down Manhattan streets, it, there's cars everywhere. People it's changing chaos. lanes. Oh, it's gridlock. It's, it's, it's gridlock it's chaos. Straight up gridlock. You're, you're, you're lane splitting more than you're in the actual lane. Right. And you got cabbies honking at you and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. something else. It is something I else. I mean, th- that group ride uh, video that you posted of NYEF. Whew. insane man insane. The, i mean there was points where you can't even speed up because there's so many riders around you yep and cars exactly so i would i would love to do a central park bomb someday where i can just full out i'm i'm the dominant vehicle on the road at that yeah. point i would love to experience that i haven't yet you know i'm sure there's uh beach trails in in california too where i could have a similar experience for sure but yeah i man I, we do so many of each. 
So I, I we do a good mix. I mean, we're probably 50-50 in our city. We, yeah, we're fi- we're 50-50, but we have to go out of our way to usually be on these bike paths. Yeah. They're not built into our city in, in most aspects. I can maybe think of one in, in downtown Grand Rapids that we have easy access to. But for the most part, our bike lanes downtown are the same as the, the, the far right car lane. That's it. Yeah. Like you're, you're, you've got people right up on you, you know, flashing their brights and honking their horns like you're in their way, even though you're supposed to share that lane legally by, speaking. By law, yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, the, the stopping and starting the red lights isn't fun, isn't as fun either. I do like to be able to just go and go just and go. Just go for it, yeah. So I'm, I'm leaning towards bike paths and bike trails. However, I understand that's not super realistic for a lot of commuters in the United States. You're riding in the city with the cars, and that's an essential part of Eastgate. For sure. All right. And now we're going to come to our last question, uh, which I think we're going to spend a little bit more time on. Yeah. What do you think about DIY riders versus people that just buy a board and ride it? Okay. Clarification. We're talking about the we're riders themselves. We're talking specifically themselves. about the riders themselves so there are there are the riders there was an actually topic on reddit about it mm-hmm. oh yeah there was a guy who posted a controversial topic about how diy builders are not necessarily riders or good riders and i personally i don't agree with that i think a lot of the diy guys have a passion for this sport but it kind of is rooted in the fact that they enjoy skating Maybe that's not true for all of them. There's always going to be exceptions, but mm-hmm. I think a majority of the DIY guys, they like skateboards either as a kid, as they grew up, or now that they're an adult, that they have the disposable income to ride skate. Mm-hmm. Either way, they have some sort of passion for the hobby or sport or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, so th- there's multiple points I'm going to make on this. So first of all, Eastgate as a whole is is not two sided, your A or B. It's multifaceted. Yeah. So DIY builders are just exposing another side of that of that coin, that is building the actual board, not just riding, which is fine. And uh, another point I'd like to get out: DIY builders have advanced technology for Eastgate in many ways. Oh, for sure. And a lot of companies are around. Because they started out as DIY. I would say like 99%. At some point. Maybe you... maybe the brands that like in China, they might they might have like taken some ideas. But right. for the most part, they all started themselves with right. some kind of. Yeah, most of these original idea companies were at just engineers in garages putting RC electronics to batteries and, yeah. and strapping it to a deck. So that's super important. However, this is going to this is the controversial part. There was a, t- a point in time uh, in my life where I actually agreed heavily with this controversial post where he was like, these DIY builders, they're not even riders. All they do is tinker with their boards and all they, mm-hmm. you know, they don't even, they don't even ride them, right? They just, they just sit there and, and tell other people what parts they should be using. And yeah, like they know how it all works, right? but they, they yeah. don't necessarily ride it. Right. They're, they're always spending time in the garage building yeah. it instead of riding it. Like, what's the point? You're missing the forest through the trees and that argument. And so that was me uh, a couple years ago, year and a half ago, where I had that mindset. And it it really stemmed from I would just see DIY builders and I would just look at their time spent building the board slash fixing it slash mm-hmm. updating it slash whatever versus riding the board. And it was like 70, 30. 
Yeah, they definitely spend a lot of time perfecting it. Right. And I would also look, and again, I'm, I'm saying this is wrong, but I'm, I'm telling you this is, this is what my thought process was back when. I would look and I would see DIY builders, you know, comment and talk to people who were looking for suggestions and they'd be like, you should just build your own. Well, some people don't even know what the word soldering means. Okay. Right. You know, I, I mean, let alone how to your link batteries. Exactly. And create, like series and parallel. And, like, yeah. come on. Like these people could seriously harm themselves by trying that. And they'd be oh, like, oh, sure. it's, oh, it's easy. Like I can, you know, it, listen, yeah, just man. spend a couple hundred bucks on this equipment and then you too can do it. Right. And there's a time factor. These people are just trying to get to work without using a car, man. Right. Like they're not trying to be the next engineer. You know, they've got to spend their time and money and resources with other valuable things in their life. To them, Eastgate is just an aspect of commuting. Nothing more, nothing less. They're not they're not in it for the final build. Right. So I had beef with some DIY attitude towards that where they're like, Oh, if they can just build their own, they'd have so much of a better board. Well, you know what, man? Maybe all they have is money and not time. Yeah. You know, oh, and I mean, it goes both ways too. Absolutely. I mean, there are there are definitely people that are only riders. They don't build anything; they just buy. Yep. And they go out of their way to insult DIYers and say, "You don't know what you're talking about. You just build it. You don't actually ride sure. it." Sure. Um, like there was some controversy on Instagram. Uh, I I don't remember the specifics, but somebody from the West Coast was making a claim that a uh-huh. part wasn't going to work for a DIY board because it was made out of a certain material. Yeah. And it's like, you don't even know as a rider, you haven't ridden that board. So you don't know if that part's going to work or not. Yeah. Maybe maybe try it and then go, Hey, I tried this. It didn't work. So I recommend you change that. Yeah. I I remember when I sent you that, that article that art, excuse me, that Instagram post, I don't know who was right because I don't know the full background and and knowledge base of, of both people arguing, but essentially it was, um, a small time Eastgate company that built high end, DIY based technically production boards. Mm-hmm. They posted a picture of a board and it had a certain part on it and a high ranking member of an Eastgate community. We'll leave it at that. Um, said, Hey, I hope you're not using that plastic part because you know, X, Y, Z reason. And the, the, the board company posted back, Hey, appreciate the concern. However, this is not like a load bearing, right. you know, it, it's not, it's, it's just not going to style or whatever. Yeah, it's it's not going to strain under anything, any type of weight. Yeah, uh, it's not going to have any pressure. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to have any pressure put on it. And naturally, the argument ensued. Yes, it is. You're putting riders in danger. No, it's not. Like we promise. Like it's not. Yeah, it turned it, into a back. And there's forth. no engineering aspect. There's no right. engineering proof that would do right. it. And the I think the argument ended with, well, man, like I'm really disappointed in your company. I hope you guys turn this around because you're risking the health of riders. Like and they're the, almost trying to use their clout against the DIYers. Yep, and the 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 DIY or the, or the DIY brand. Yeah, the DIY brand essentially clapped back with like, you know, let's talk when you build a board, let alone a part of a board. Right. And that's when the that's when the comments yeah, stop. Yeah, it just kind of stops. So I don't I don't know who was right in that argument. And I don't think there was a right or wrong. Okay. I think it's I think it's more about like, if you want to make the assessment of, I know what I'm talking about. You should probably be on both sides of the coin. Sure. I would love to have seen a third party company step in. A third party company, yeah, absolutely. A third party company and Somebody a third that's party got a reputation. En- another en- another DIY builder that doesn't have any money in the in the race. Exactly. Se, or that specific who, argument. Yep, who doesn't benefit either way. Yeah. Um so here's what changed my mind. When 
when a rider that's just a plain Jane commuter uses their board for uh, riding from point A to point B for work, nothing else. It's yeah. it sits on the charger, just back and forth. Exactly. They get almost no fun out of it. They're just focused on work and getting there. It's a commuter. It's a commuting device. It's yep. a piece of transportation. When that individual looks at me mm-hmm. and what I use the board for, they would think, "Well, you're." You're not even a true commuter, right? You're yeah. just this is a toy you know for you. About. This, this is, is toy, this isn't yeah. a vehicle. You don't yeah. know. You're coming out here with all these fancy boards with these different remotes and motors and 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 all. You think your fancy wheels yeah. are going to make a better experience? Like I'm just trying to get from point A to point B. All this extra stuff doesn't right. matter, right? What do you need five electric skateboards for, bro? You you already have a car, so I took that analogy, that perspective. Right. Of what that person would think of me when I'm doing two group rides, when I'm doing uh, two group rides a week, and and doing a vlog series, I'm riding these things. And to, to that individual, it's just a it's just a device, a vehicle to get from yeah. point A to point B. They don't think about it as a fun mm-hmm. fun part of your day. Exactly, they don't think of it as a an enjoyable, invigorating part of my life. I look, I took that perspective, that scenario, and I applied it to myself and how I viewed the DIY builders. They have an added aspect of it that I don't fully understand or appreciate or enjoy. Right. And, and that's fine with me. I, I'll never, I'll never get a laugh or enjoyment out of soldering. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, it, it seemed, I personally wouldn't either, but it, I get, I get the appeal. If there's something to, nice about building something with your own two, ha- sure? two hands okay. and saying, look at, look at what I made. I'm going to go ride it. It's going to be great. If I have to do more than tighten the trucks, I might be cranky. I'm just warning you. It's just like so change of I mean, belts fair. and stuff like, like that. I would I would say like ninety percent of the maintenance on the board is done by by me. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I I just I can't stand it. And I can like braille my way through stuff if I have right. to, but uh, I'm not happy about it. I'd rather be riding. Yeah. So to that end, I would say that the DIYers have just unlocked an extra aspect of their life that not everybody else will understand or or has to. I right. don't have to be a DIYer just to clarify to enjoy you know my section just because they have an added section of enjoyment from this sport slash wave commuting slash Mm -hmm. you know hobby so yeah i would i would tell diyers you know slow your roll not everybody's like you not everybody has the time you have not everybody has the resources or, or knowledge some people are here for the commute some people are here for the fun you happen to be here for the build and maybe the commute and maybe the ride as well Right. And that's perfectly fine. Like we all have our, we all everybody's have everybody's got their own world. unique needs. <clears throat> exactly. The, the group ride, the fun, the, in, the invigorating high octane adrenaline aspect drives the e-skate, the commuter. Who's like, I just need a big battery. I just need to be able to be Go comfortable far. on the board yeah. that, that pushes e-skate forward. And then obviously the DIY guys who are building boards from the ground up, you know, I can't tell you how many electric skateboard company owners I saw at MYEF low-key side-eyeing all these different diy boards and checking oh, out yeah. the battery enclosures oh, yeah. and stuff they they're they're their wheels are turning their wheels are turning exactly yeah, they for want their to hit all products. the markets exactly with one board. so indirectly one way or another whether you know it's a, a a variant of a of a piece from diy you know at some point in the future obviously that stuff tends to make its way into final production models so yeah i'd say all aspects of eSkate drive eSkate forward okay yeah that's an overall fair. beneficial thing I would agree with all the statements made. Thank you. All right. And final segment, reoccurring thing. Last week or last two weeks, 
dream board was the bio board. Has that changed or are we still full bio board for the dream board? Next, next gen bio board has still got my attention. Okay. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what they have. I think I saw them post um, a new deck variant. And when I had private messaged them about building a custom board for mm -hmm. terminal X, I'd mentioned that one of the things I would want differently is a longer deck. And they right. showed the, the new versions of the deck and it just happens to be longer. And they had warned me back then, like, Hey, you should really just stick around for what just, we're coming just wait. out. It, there's Cause some, it sounds some like good stuff coming. Cause I got long legs yeah. and I wanted a really uh, long drop through deck for stability at high speed. So I can really, you know, bend my knees and tuck and, right. and, and be, be safe. So I'm really excited. I like how they're, showing off new hints of technology without okay. showing off the final product for right. a little they, they've got me they've got me roped in so you know i i don't know what that uh freight and tariffs are going to be to get it to the u.s someday <laughs> i mean who knows i mean it's coming from europe so Oof, i might have to go to europe it might be cheaper to just go pick it up euro trip there we go skate euro trip we'll come out to uh what's the the big festival out in uh, france uh paris is uh paris is the uh, electric something event some, oh, what's the name of it i sent it to you in july we'll have to make our way out there so bioboards if you're if you're heading out oh man maybe we'll see you there if their next gen thorium shows up in paris man i might be on the next flight out Ooh, i'm excited they've, got, something else. they've got they've got cool stuff coming we'll i'm not wait paid for that to, instagram post i'm not paid to tell anybody that or to promote them in any way i'm just yeah not, nothing we talk about is paid promotions we just like to talk about it yep I'm, I'm excited all right on that note thank you everybody for tuning in this has been a great conversation if you have any topics or anything that you want us to cover, please hit us up on Reddit or Instagram. You can Absolutely. find us at on Instagram at Electric Skatecast. That is the official handle at Electric Skatecast. That's a great name, by the way. Great name choice. Shout out to uh, Joe for picking that name. That's how we do it. ESC, baby. All the all day, every day. We out here. All right. <laughs> Till next time. Gang is, is the official ending, gang, I, I would assume. Gang, gang. Okay. All gang, right. Gang, 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 gang. All right. Gang. Till next time, guys.